Hello, Coffee and Combo listeners. Thank you for tuning in again. I hope you are all well out there. It is your host, Liz Bullard. Stay tuned right after this ad, and we'll get right into the episode and right into the conversation. So again, thank you for listening, and I hope you all remain well out there. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. You know, taking it one day at a time. I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) You know. I was like, you know what? Before I get on here, let me make my coffee. Let me switch away, everybody. Before I even sit here, because you know how that's that's how it goes, and then before you know it, it's chaos and in the middle recording. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's it's you know I have to say I'm surprised at how busy it got while being on quarantine. You know I'm like oh, okay, this is a good time, just gonna relax, put my feet up. And like there's still stuff to get done. <laughs> oh, it's it's. I feel like I'm busier now than ever before. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But um, anyway, before we get too into it, too off topic, thank you and welcome to Coffee and Combos. I appreciate you sitting with me. I am super excited to be here. I wanted to join you as soon as you launched this podcast, which I think is amazing. Um, and I'm just glad that this was, you know, everything is in time. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's, it came at a perfect time to really be able to have this conversation. Absolutely. And you know what? We'll get into timing a little later because you're launching something. But let me introduce you to everyone. So everyone listening, I am sitting with um, my friend Alba Revron Perez. She is a master coffee artisan and owner of Alba's Cafecito. Did I see that? Oh, yeah, girl. Get that accent in there. (laughs) (laughs) And I will let you talk about your business and things like that. But first... I know your company is a coffee company, but I do know you also drink tea. Which yes. one do you prefer? Oh, I'm a coffee girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I learned how to drink tea, funny you mentioned it, with you and Christina and the Wind Ladies. I didn't drink tea before, not the way we would when we would sit together and have our conversations. Um, I learned how to drink it really with you girls, with you, with, especially with you. You always had like these different flavors to um, go and explore for. So I'm, I'm really more of a coffee drinker and that comes culturally in my family. It was something that you looked forward to doing at the table with your tias, with your aunt. And if you became old enough, which was usually right after your sweet 16 or your quinceanera, you got to now join in, in the adult woman conversation. Mm. And that's where keeping the nurturing the culture of coffee, which is our slogan for Alba's Cafecitos, is why mm. we have it. It's nurturing conversations, nurturing the culture of what it means technically mm-hmm. when you visit mm-hmm. a, a Latino household. It's one of the first things they offer you is can I offer you a cafecito? Can I have you know offer you a coffee? And then we'll mm-hmm. offer you tea if you're not a coffee drinker or water or you know a refreshment of some sorts. And I, I love in thinking about coffee and combos, that's why I went with the name because whenever I would sit down like with my mother, she would always get her 
I would get um, my tea. And that's when the great conversation happened. It was always over something warm. And I think that's the, the great thing about coffee and tea. It just has a way of bringing you together and being comforting. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. Our best conversations. Um, and when we say conversation, it's not like, how's your day? I mean, we would get yeah. deep into these combos yeah. and they yeah. would always happen over what we, my aunt would always say, coffee and compañía, company, good company with the coffee is always a great conversation starter. So, you know, I grew up with that. And so then it became like, Whenever we needed to de-stress, whenever we needed to make big life decisions, we would all get together, have our coffee or our tea and sit down and hash it out and, and brainstorm and just really get a chance to connect. And for me, that was one of the pluses of really launching my business, the coffee business specifically. Mm. So I just think there's something about food that it, it it's comforting, whether you're happy, whether you're sad, it just, it really is a comfort, at least for me, that's where all my, my great memories are surrounded by food and great company. But tell us a little bit about Alba's Cafecito. Um, so what kind of coffees and things, I know that you're very about local and fresh. Tell us a little bit more about the coffee. So our coffee is an artisanal organic coffee company. We locally roast in Trumbull, Connecticut. Our beans are sourced directly from farms. So we have our Casa blend, our decaf, which is Vida de Oro, um, mm-hmm. and our Jack's Espresso. Our mm-hmm. Casa blend is from Guatemala, Sumatra, and Colombia. Colombia has the best quality of coffee i think mm-hmm. in the world they're um you know they were leading for a very very long time i know that right now i don't um i haven't done my latest research just yet um which mm-hmm. usually comes next week i have like time frames for those and they mm-hmm. dropped down a little bit because guatemala um pushed forward and now they're serving some really delicious beans and the reason we chose Guatemala was because it's a female-owned farm. Um, and that was important to me because culturally, farms, land, and things like that in sub, uh, South American countries don't get passed down to the female, even if she was the oldest. It usually gets passed down to the sons or mm-hmm. a nephew. And if the if she gets married, it gets passed down to the husband and it's no longer in the hands of the family. It became the husband's um, farm. And one of the things that I absolutely loved about choosing the Guatemalan coffee was that it was because of a female-owned farm. They worked uh, closely with an organization called Cafe Femenino, which is uh, feminine coffee. And they are an organization, they're a nonprofit who empowers women to mm-hmm. become their own um, owners and educate them on really how to go about the legalities of being the owner and encouraging the dads to, mm-hmm. hey, pass it down to your daughter. She's been cultivating with you from birth. She's been there with you. She knows the business. Let's get away from the stereotype 
yeah and just really pass it down so that's my passion for the guatemalan bean it's it was it's not only delicious but it was with a good cause behind it and so we chose it and as a woman myself who is in a male dominated business which is the coffee industry and, and mainly the food industry i thought it was really important to really hone in on that and i'm all about empowering women and and moving that also forward and then lastly um, is our Sumatra. Sumatra is also a female-owned farm. And they cultivate some really dark, rich flavors, almost like cacao. It tastes so chocolatey. You don't even think you're drinking um, coffee sometimes when you source that bean. And that, to me, was like the essence of a house blend where you, for me, my house is where we were female-dominant until... Jasper, which is my new baby nephew, came along. So now there's more men than women in the house. But we are three really strong women. Mm. I have over like 600 tias. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I came from a, a line of a lot of strong women. And I wanted to make sure that that strength in my, in my coffee was there. And that richness of that smooth chocolatey flavor, because I love chocolate. Who doesn't love chocolate? I don't know, but I do. <laughs> so that was the importance yeah, of our. That. Uh, I, that was the importance of our our Casa blend. I I love that, and I love that your your brand and your coffee all go along with who you are and who your family is. Like there's a nice connection story there, versus feeling like it's not connected. Um, and I just think that's very just important to do things that are very on brand um, because you're, you're never a failure. You know, you'll always have the integrity of the product. You'll always feel good because there's that connection between this is my representation of me. So I love that. Yeah. And another reason with why I named it Alba's Cafecitos, the word cafecito mm -hmm. instead of just Alba's coffee is, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a Latina and I want to show my fellow Latinx community, we can do all one, all kinds of wonderful things. And I wanted to embrace that and show my child, my son, that, mm -hmm. you know, the sky's the limit. There's nothing that's impossible. And so, and being true to my culture. And I said, you know what, Casa Blend instead of House Blend, because that's, you know, we speak Spanish and we're proud of it. And, you know, I really wanted to just make sure it represented me and, and who we are collectively um, very well. So I'm glad that it translates for everyone else because I, I get passionate, <laughs> but I don't know if people see it, you know, sometimes. You know, absolutely. I didn't really notice until you said, you know, Casa versus house, you know, it really, you know, coffee versus cafecito, you know, I think it really, again, goes to like, no, this is my brand. It's a connection of me. I'm connected to it. And, you know, even about being locally, you know, going, you know, from Tremble to, to you know, and finding a woman owned business and things like that, you know, the cocoa, all these things that represent, I think really make your brand special. And I think that people really notice that and see that um, when they explore your brand and your products. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Cause sometimes you put so much work and you wonder if people notice <laughs> and you know and i've i've had some really wonderful connections and wonderful people um from business owners to just my regular customers which i am missing i'm missing so much right now um just because i'm so used to being around so many people and connecting all the time 
that this mm -hmm. situation here has me missing our coffee stations and our catering services because we would really be that was a chance for us to have convos and connect with the, people, yeah. the heartbeat of your company which is the customer mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about all this i know you mentioned a little bit like the the catering and things like that how has this covid situation impacted your business well it impacts because yeah it are like a local small business and i think we've heard a lot about um the larger businesses being impacted but like our our local businesses, our smaller businesses are also impacted and we hear about like you know they have access to funding and stuff but how has this been for you this process for your business um, it was, it was, a, it's been a little hard just because I, I, I did get nervous. I didn't want to provide product without knowing what the countries that my product comes from was looking like in numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, remember rural and farming, although they may be far apart from each other, a lot of times they don't even have access to proper healthcare. So oh, what yeah. does that look like for us? You know? Mm -hmm. That was something that I, so I completely halted. Um, mm -hmm. My website at this point is not even up and running mm -hmm. because I was getting a lot of people going in and ordering because they're home, they're online shopping. And although I greatly appreciate the business, I don't have a product for you because I want to be safe That's and I want to be safe for everyone. So when it came to product, I had to pause and so there's no income coming in, obviously, because there's no business running per se. And the catering aspect, everything that I had, I had landed some really awesome clients. I still have them. It's not like they went away, they disappeared. But we had all these catering events happening from May to almost October. Everything got rearranged, canceled events. So that also hits us hard because I can't cater through the door, <laughs> through the window, um, you know, because we do rent a um, commercial kitchen. So mm -hmm. even that, if that business that lets us rent their kitchen, well, they're closed because they are also being precautious and didn't want to risk their workers. So mm -hmm. they decided to close instead of stay open. I can't run our cafecitos to go program, mm -hmm. you know, so all of those little things have affected us, but it hasn't dampened our spirit. I took this opportunity to say, well, we're, let's revamp. Let's, I started um, guiding my charcuterie tables and sourcing new products to taste, touch and feel and see if we can revamp our menu, um, taking time to hone in on recipes that I enjoy with the coffee and see how I can make them better and healthier. So I took this as an opportunity to better our ingredients, better our products, and better even myself as a business owner, keep learning, keep growing. Really found like, how can I let this grow my business? And you started something that's quite interesting. <laughs> seven day wholesome eating challenge. Let's talk about that a little bit. So I've been on this journey. This is how Albus Cafecitos was actually born. Um, I have been five years in wholesome eating. Wholesome, the word means healthy. But when you tell people healthy eating, they're thinking instantly diet, cardboard, and salad. <laughs> yes. yes. And wholesome eating means healthy. 
quality ingredients, organic, fresh produce, fresh meats, because let's face it, I am not a vegan. I like to eat meat. A lot of people, when they hear healthy, I think they think vegan, vegetarian, not like totally. And so I decided, I've been doing this for a long time. I get a lot of people asking me for recipes. Like I'm feeling not so great and I really would like a recipe. And then I realized, wait a minute. If we're all feeling this way and I'm providing you with recipes, why don't we just get together and do a seven day wholesome eating challenge? Mm -hmm. Which will get people, I give you the recipe. We're a community Mm -hmm. now where we can have the conversation of, but I tried this vegetable. I am not a happy camper. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Because it's okay not to forcefully eat something you don't like and it doesn't have to be flavorless it can be flavorful sorry for interrupting no 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 but I think that that's a different concept you know forcing yourself to eat healthy you know what I mean I think we talk about that like it's a bad thing and we try and force on on new products and new things that are quote-unquote healthy but like you said you don't have to do that if you don't like something then just cut that out of your your wholesome or your healthy lifestyle and you said the key word lifestyle like I said I've been making this change five years ago um I five years now about almost seven years ago I I had diabetes. I didn't know I was a diabetic. Oh, that's the worst. And I was on so many medications. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not, I don't want to be like an 80, 90 year old woman with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, my little pills all organized <laughs> when I'm literally not even 30 years old yet at the time. It mm-hmm. was very scary. My son was maybe two, three years old. When they told me this, and I was hospitalized because my sugars were sick. Yeah. And I said, oh, no, we're not I'm doing this. I started doing my research. And, and then I said, okay, well, let's try it. My doctor with me agreed. Let's, let's try mm-hmm. it. You really want to try a food-based diet where you don't necessarily have to take all these medications. And... That's where it all began. And when I realized that instead of using, I don't like using the name of products, but it's a seasoning, which is Sazon. It's popular in black and brown communities. And the adobo is popular amongst black and brown communities. We put it on everything. (laughs) And I realized the sodium intake and how bad this is for your body. And we've generationally passing down these two ingredients. Can't cook without it. Can't cook without it. Can't be flavorful without it. And I said, when did we start doing that? Because our ancestors, they ate from the earth. Their flavors were Mm -hmm. the natural fruits and vegetables and spices and herbs that came from the earth. We didn't cook like this before. So bringing that back, making that fresh, um, what do we call sofrito, which is like our pesto, right? With all these natural ingredients, garlic, cilantro, onions, peppers. Why aren't we using this more, more often, all the time, every day? 
And that's when I decided, you know what? I don't make my rice anymore with those colorings. I use turmeric. Turmeric colors your rice. I use all the flavors. Switch my salt to pink Himalayan salt. But this wasn't just, I did everything in one day. It was, mm -hmm. oh, learning the value of garlic. Garlic adds a lot of flavor to a lot of things. Increasing yes, the, the, the amount. How it's not only tastes yummy with your foods it also has a health benefit so i just kept digging and digging and digging and before you knew it i was changing all of my recipes that are passed down from my grandma and my aunts my mom to just switching out one thing that was not that great and adding something better absolutely and you're talking i am reminded like sometimes when we think of wholesome eating or not using the things that are high in salt or high in sugar, we think that it's going to be bland or that like that's a very quote unquote white thing to do because it's not going to have flavor. You're just putting salt and pepper. But the natural wholesome ingredients have such yes. flavor. And I found that out when I started doing like not necessarily organic, but like locally sourced yes. ingredients. And like never used to eat like blueberries. I you I hated blueberries. But then when I started doing local, I was like, oh, blueberries have a flavor. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, my husband doesn't like greens. He doesn't like salad. He mm -hmm. always complains that he's like, I'm not a spinach eater. And it was so funny because the other day I made a stuffed pork chop. It was stuffed with mm -hmm. locally sourced spinach from a local farm. And I cooked it down with garlic and onion and I added a little cream cheese because I love cheese. So I added a little cream cheese mm. and I stuffed it into that pork chop and I pan seared it. So with olive oil, so no, it, no deep frying. He forgot mm. about the rest of his plate and he's just chomping on this pork chop. <laughs> and I look at him and go, for someone who doesn't eat spinach, you're really enjoying that, aren't you? And he just looked up with this surprise like, I just ate spinach. <laughs> so now, you know, and I had um, some carrots and uh, the blueberry experience happened to me with the carrots. I didn't realize how delicious mm. carrots really were until I had it from a local farm in Wolke. And I was in love. Like I was making everything with these carrots because it was like, oh my gosh, it's so delicious. It's so flavorful. And they were taking in all the flavors. If I added a touch of salt and pepper or a little bit of olive oil or garlic, they were just soaking up those flavors. And I said, this doesn't happen when I get store-bought carrots, usually. Which is, which is so odd. It's so odd because, again, like, it's a process. Because I didn't start off, like you said, you know, going and getting, you know, wholesome food and healthy foods and all this stuff. It was a process. You know, I started experimenting at Whole Foods and found that I'm like, why is it at the grocery store? First of all, at the grocery store, I found that it was more expensive yes. and lacked the flavor. And I was like, mm -hmm. absolutely. I, for the first time, I just met this farmer and I decided to go ahead and order from them. And mm -hmm. And they're a family, they're local, it's just husband, wife, and kids. They're just doing all this awesome stuff at their farm. And I spent the same amount I would spend if I would have went to the grocery store um, on my produce. And I and they delivered it because of quarantine, and they still do this service anyway without the 
stay home, stay safe protocol. They delivered my my products to me. So I didn't even have to go out, which was even better. <laughs> um, and it's just yeah. a huge box of amazing fresh produce. Like you could smell the dirt. That's how like fresh it is. Uh, and I started to like re rinse and clean and, and, and look up like how I'm gonna use these ingredients. And I was so floored as to, I got more product for the same amount of money and better for me because it's locally sourced and only two to three people have touched it. The farmer, the wife and the children. So, you know, the children who are helping. So it was even safer for me to order from them versus ordering from a, or getting stuff from a store who people touch things, put it back down. So it's just so many different reasons to be doing this. And absolutely, definitely the better point of it all. Absolutely. It, you know, again, I used to think that I'm like, oh, it's a hoax. It's all food. But really, I just felt different. And I noticed the change. I had more energy. You know, again, the food wasn't sitting there and sitting there. It just was different. And it's amazing how, you know, we don't talk more about wholesome eating or why we just don't put the effort into doing it. And so um, I wanted to kind of pick your brain and, and talk to you about, you know, why do we look at wholesome eating as a fad and just not common sense self-care? What do you think um, I, I've, I've always seen it as that. And it's because most of the time that's the loop for selling you a product that is a quick, mm -hmm. easy um, drop weight because usually that's what everyone's looking for. I want to be healthier, but they're really talking about weight loss. They're not talking about just overall <laughs> yeah. health. And, yeah. and I think that's why when we use words like healthy eating and, and this was key for me to use the word wholesome because whole as a whole, we want to be better mind, body and mm -hmm. spirit. And if you're not connecting yourself with the ingredients you're eating, mindful cooking, mind being mindful that what I am putting into my body is going to heal my body. And that's the part that people don't seem to connect that that's a self-care point. Um, you can mm -hmm. do yoga and you can do meditation. You can go jogging and exercising every single day. But if you're still stopping at McDonald's for a cheeseburger and you're still eating every single day that high sodium, high fat meal, you're really not doing anything. Absolutely. So that's where. And again, I and, and uh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not knocking it down. I do stop. I do grab sometimes a quick bite to eat. I'm not saying that you know I'm oh you know perfect perfect. No, it's progress, not perfection. It's just every day taking one meal that we would normally stop somewhere else to eat it or not think about it two times. Just switch it out. That's all we're asking, you know, that's all I'm encouraging is saying, you know what, switch one thing, one thing, one ingredient or one meal or one thing that you would normally do to break out of the habit. And before you know it, you'll start seeing the difference. You'll start seeing yourself truly just choosing something better for yourself. And and that's self-care, taking care of you. The word out of my mouth. And especially like while on quarantine where, you know, you're not out as much. Um, and so, like, really in thinking about going to the fast food places and stuff, yes, that's going to happen. We're talking about wholesome, the whole total you. 
one meal there is not going to wreck your whole entire life. Every day, yes. But being home and being on quarantine and just experimenting with food more, cooking home more, um, I've had more energy. I felt better. Um, not so um, even like bloated and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just farm to table. Like, you know, like where the food came from and there's not all that added preservatives and things so that it lasts longer. It's just literally the food. Absolutely. I um. I realized with myself that as I kept switching out, whenever I did, you know, eat something that would maybe wasn't a wholesome meal per se, wasn't, you know, because sometimes I, I like, I love burgers. I will tell you this, this that is my favorite thing to eat is a, a burger. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the way it sat and the way it hit my body, I realized, oh no, I, I can't do this all the time. You know? Mm -hmm. This is just my body has now gotten so accustomed to eating this way. And I, I cook like this for everyone. I'm the one who cooks at home. We are a large family. Mm -hmm. Everyone eats what I made, whether they like it or not. Then there's their choice to say, you know what? Next time, can you not put this on my plate? I prefer to replace it with something else. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's I'm trying to encourage those moms with five kids involve them here's the recipe you don't have to have all the ingredients i today is the first day of our day one challenge i don't have sesame oil i only have olive oil well that's good too <laughs> you know um so it's like it's a guide it's not a end all be all you have to make it this way or else you're not being wholesome no it's if you got it i didn't have organic chicken breast i use my regular chicken breast you know, it's just, I pre I'm preparing it healthier then, you know? So it's just ways, the point of this was to, to have a community where we can all just have a chance to dish out, have these conversations and let me help you and guide you to the goal that you want to achieve. And I, I love that. I love guide because I think again that breaks away that stereotype and that stigma between healthy or diet you know it's really about using what you have on hand to make better meals and again like you said switching out that one unhealthy meal so like if you're going to skip breakfast now add that if you're going to eat out three times a day we'll switch one and make it be a lighter meal or a more healthy right. meal and I think it, it really does make a difference. You know, going back to your point about when you had diabetes, and I remember when my mother had gotten um, diagnosed and she didn't know, and, you know, they give her, like, this little pamphlet of, like, and, yeah. you know, like, what do I do with yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, when she, you know, took, you know, it's really about taking control of your health and your life destiny. And when she started making smaller changes, it started leading to larger changes and it made a difference because her medication dropped and it changed <laughs> all just, and again, she was not going and, and exercising and running. Oh, trust me, me either. <laughs> <laughs> it was all by changing what she put yes. in her mouth. And it was amazing, amazing how just that one change made Absolutely. And now, like you said, I love to hear that because 
like you said, one small change led to larger changes. And that to me is the point. One simple, small step before you know it, you're, you naturally gravitate towards the better stuff, you know? And then Absolutely. I also want to encourage and teach people how to comb through all the fad stuff, you know, like everything says organic now and everything says is this, but is it really good for you? Well, I have a nice list going because I've been doing this for a little while now and I'm constantly mm -hmm. learning and moving along and, and, and trying to um, do the research while a mom who's busy or a dad who's busy going in and out working and, and doing their thing. They may not have time to do all of that. I'm here to, I did it for you. I did it for you and I can guide you and give you some pointers. And then from there, you can make better choices for yourself and your family. And now you've learned how to do that because I did all the extra work mm -hmm. for you. And that's where I am at this point with the seven day um, wholesome eating challenge and building that community where, you know, we'll then venture off to say, okay, you know, so-and-so now this is her goal is to ha have less, you know, nerve pains. Well, then her mm -hmm. diet will become totally mm -hmm. different because Liz may not need that, you know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. then after this challenge is when we'll all kind of spread out and say, hey, Alba, I, I'm going to have you please guide me, do what we have to do to um, expand on this more wholesome eating. And I don't want to stop it there. I want to continue building a community where we can talk about these things, especially our black and brown communities. I don't want to pass down yes. diabetes and heart mm -hmm. disease. I want to mm -hmm. pass down generational wholesome eating. I want our children now moving forward to teach their children the way the coffee taught me how to have conversations and the way coffee taught me how to connect with people. Well, the same goes with eating. That's the, you said it even earlier, we connect with food. Culturally, mm -hmm. people in general, you know, connect with food. It's the easiest way to break bread with someone. Well, let's make that a whole wheat multi-grain bread instead of just white bread. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? I honestly have to say, I was not a believer in healthy or wholesome eating until I tried it and my life changed. And I just, I began, cause I used to be so tired. I used to be so groggy. And then, you know, again, just changing, even as far as not just the vegetables, but the meat, eating meat that was local, it just, I wasn't heavy. I used to eat and get so tired, you know? And then after changing that, I was like, oh. And then you know what the other thing too? Just feeling fuller. I started putting more vegetables on my plate and still being yeah. full. Because before, you know, talk about things being passed down. It's like, oh, put a whole lot of meat on your plate. But no, I put, and I incorporate more vegetables and fruits through my meals and I'm feeling so much more full because of the fiber. And it, it's just, again, I just am amazed by how much food just transforms your Absolutely. Your life. And, you know, we have to eat it. There's, it's the inevitable, right? We have to eat. We get hungry. We have to eat. Mm -hmm. So why not put stuff in your body that gives you energy and that makes you a better you? And, and I agree 100%. It is not something that overnight, voila, I did it. Um, 
it took me a long time. I still, I'm still working on it. I'm still working at it. Um, and two, just locally, we have some amazing restaurants that do offer wholesome meals. You know, locally in Waterbury, mm -hmm. to be specific, in Connecticut, we have awesome mm -hmm. restaurants who offer really delicious wholesome meals and options that if you want to go out and have a good time, there's plenty of places right here in in hometown, like I say, and you got you've you've ha you have choices and <laughs> options. And, and I love how you local restaurants because again, it's not that you can't ever eat out when you're trying to eat wholesome. It's about choosing the better restaurants or like not even better, but just restaurants who align with the same health values as yourself, which is local fresh. And you just, you feel so much different. And also bringing it back to a local focus here in Waterbury, do you think that this challenge through wholesome eating, that it would change a lot of the health disparities? I believe so. I think that we see a lot of health disparities because we haven't been taught how to properly consume in a way that benefits our mm -hmm. bodies. I think we've been taught, like I said, this is generational. This doesn't come from, from you know, yesterday. This comes from years and years of passed down habits. So you learn how to cook from your grandma, from your auntie, from a neighbor. And how they cook is how you cook. And if you don't know any better, you don't do any better. So true. So true. Because you see so much... Um, mental and physical health here in the city. And when you look at other communities that surround us who have like local farms and things, and I'm very grateful that we have the food hub here that has yes. been open, which allows local farmers to bring in fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, because we have, I'm, just, I'm trying to think, like four or five or more grocery stores, but we don't really have an opportunity for locally fresh foods that you see in yes. other places. You know, other communities around us, they have the farms. Even if you look at like the ice cream places that are locally around us, they have like, you see the cows, yes. like you know. Yes, you thing. see, you hear the <laughs> mooing as you roll the pull up and oh. then grab your ice cream. Um, <laughs> I think that for us locally here, um, having places and you know these are not paid sponsors or services <laughs> of any kind but just having having um restaurants that are really you know again i push black and brown owned because those are where the most disparities lie um especially yes. when it comes to the way we eat and just knowing that we have a place we have two places locally that they offer vegan options. They offer wholesome eating. They offer, you know, just quality products in a different way. And they're here and they're local. They're, you know, they have this nice flair of flavor and deliciousness. And it's available. And so and just knowing what's available to yeah. you is, I think, it's very important. Absolutely. And it's We've been exposed within, I think, the city to different um, eating yes. lifestyles. As you mentioned, the vegan and the vegetarian options. There's not many because we do have quite a few chain yes. restaurants here, which, again, limits 
um, your exposure. And I think when you're talking about breaking uh, generational health problems and things like that, you know, it's about exposure to different lifestyles. And I, I think, you know, the more that we can engage people, whether it is online or with different restaurants in the city, the better health outcomes. Absolutely. And like you said, you know, now we have the hub that offers these um, delicious and fresh produce and things like that. And the more we keep talking about it and having conversations about it, the more we teach our children about agriculture and the importance of having a garden or vegetable garden or knowing how to access having access to those things if you don't know how to grow your own, because I sure don't, um, you know, but just knowing and teaching them that there's access right in the neighboring town. There's a lot of little farms. You can go to these farms and grab what you need. It doesn't necessarily have to come from a supermarket, but if it does come from a supermarket, this specific supermarket has cheaper options for you, but they're still good. You know, so I'm, I'm a big advocate for just resources, knowing and learning where you can pull from, where can you get quality products. Absolutely. If they're saying, oh, my God, I didn't start the seven day challenge when everyone else did. How can they join this and just get on day one? No okay, so if you just go ahead and um, go on Facebook. Um, you will follow Alba Jesse is the um, handle Alba Jesse and then when you click on it the challenge um, there's a there's a group look for the group and uh, ask to join and then I'll click you right in and we'll connect you to what you need if you want to just reach out to me um, you can always email me at albastafecito at outlook.com and we can um, go ahead and connect you to the right and link you to the right um, resources for the challenge. Um, it really is super important. Um, it, it's about a quality of life. You know, I'm, I'm really excited because we we literally spoke about it like a week ago, right? And then I decided to go ahead and launch it with a, another fellow podcaster who um, kind of grabbed me at the right time. And on Sunday and by Monday, we were ready, ready to rock and roll, like ready to do this. And so far we've had, last I checked, like 22 members joined instantly. And so, and it keeps growing. My, my phone is kind of going off and I keep like ignoring the messages. <laughs> um, because before we end tonight, I'm sure we'll have a few more. And that's exactly what we want. We want just everyone to connect and also not be afraid to share their experience, their food experiences. It's, I ask people to, you know, once they're on and logged in and joined to introduce themselves, but not just themselves like, hey, I'm Alba. It's, hey, I'm Alba. And I've been years with the struggle of, and, you know, it's a safe space to say, I've been struggling with X, Y, and Z, and I need help. I need guidance. And so that's what we're here for. I love it. I love it. And before we get into our last segment, Anything you want to share about your business? Anything else you have going on? Um, as of right now, I think that's the main focus is, um, you know, this challenge and really getting people involved in eating wholesome. Um, and and you'll have given them access to um, getting how to get in contact with me. So um, I really appreciate that. And I, again, I encourage everyone to swap out one thing that you wouldn't wouldn't normally do for something wholesome. 
I love it. And so before we get into our last segment, I just want to make a shout out to Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Germany. I have listeners from um, those three countries. So thank you for listening to Coffee and Combos. I hope that you continue to share that worldwide and join Alba's um, challenge worldwide. I think that this is such a movement. And again, food, um, at least for me, is such um, a moving and inspirational. Absolutely. And you know, our once our coffee um, company is back up and running, we ship internationally. So you even get to have some of that delicious coffee. It doesn't matter where you're ordering from, we ship internationally as well. <laughs> so this is exciting. Um, congratulations on those worldwide listeners. Um, that's awesome. And again, you're right. Um, it's a movement and we need to keep encouraging people. Absolutely. And so this last segment here, this is the what's in your cup segment. And for this segment, I'd like to ask people, what are three things that you're adding to your cup of coffee or cup of tea today to get you through a day? And so for me, what I would be adding to my perfect cup would be grace, rest, and wholesomeness. You know, I think really this conversation really just re-inspired my love and joy for food. And I'm like looking for something comforting. I'm looking for a little rest because again, like we talked about, we're so busy <laughs> while I'm and you know, just grace that, you know, some days you're just gonna mess up and you're not gonna eat wholesome. Some days you're just not gonna get it together. So just that grace of like we're absolutely we're gonna get through this. So Alba, what three things would you put in your right now in my cup is appreciation. Um, my appreciation for friendships like ours and in the world, the different people that um, support me and encourage me every day. My second would be love. I can't make my cup of coffee without love in my heart. (laughs) And I would have to say, um, the same as rest, rest in mind, body, and spirit. Um, I think when we think about rest, we just think about sleep. So maybe the word instead of rest would be peace. You know, making sure you have peace with yourself, peace with others, and just even peace with your neighbor at this point. I think that with things that are happening around the world, um, not only with this pandemic, but just in general, we need to start really honing in on humanity. And so that's what's in my cup. Mm -hmm. I love it. Alba, I can't have you in this challenge like not this challenge this podcast again i will absolutely see you on your challenge. <laughs> I, listen i'm looking for tomorrow with the roast <laughs> that, that was that was a very popular one in the house everyone absolutely loved it so i was excited to put that together and share it absolutely so i will see you a little later because i will be going live so for those of you who want to join us Feel free to quickly go ahead and, and check us out on Facebook, which is Alba Jesse, and then we'll link you to the seven day um, uh, wholesome food challenge. And um, I'll be going live at 6 p.m. So get your healthy, wholesome snacks ready and your glass of favorite thing to drink. Mine will be wine this evening. And I'll see you there. <laughs> thank you, Alba. You too. Thank you so much. Okay.